best friends and next door neighbors, Willow and Lillian, spill the tea on murder, mysteries, and other things that go bump in the night. So get your favorite teacup ready and let's get into it. Welcome to Cruelty Podcast. This is Lillian and with me is Willow. Hi. All of today can kiss my ass. Kiss my ass. Been rough, y'all. <laughs> yes, it's been a stupid day. Um, I know why. I have theories, but I'm not gonna tell. So there. <laughs> uh, now we're just collectively going through some bullshit on various, like separately and together. Yeah, yeah. But we're back at it with this month's theme of talking about true crime cases that changed history. And today we're gonna talk about Johnny Gosh. Oh gosh, golly gosh. Yes, and this is why we had, for a short period of time, kids on milk cartons. Oh, that was such an iconic um, thing. thing. I remember it was always a thing in, like, 90s cartoons growing up. Yes. It's like a weird meme, you know, before the internet. Yeah, yeah. Now, this predates Amber Alerts and all that shit. I didn't know what it was as a kid, and I thought they were, like, getting rewarded for their picture and I always wanted my bless. picture on the book. Bless your heart. That sounds like a very you thing to think. Because yes. you can kind of be a pick me bitch sometimes. Sometimes. I'm like I hate I myself but like you know pick me anyways. I love that very much. So uh, okay. So for those of you and I know how many of those we have who are younger than the missing kids on milk cartons. Oh, I keep forgetting that. Our okay, audience yeah. is younger than we are. Well, I forget that that I'm, I'm pushing it and I'm getting up there. Go fuck yourself. Forget I'm a decade up. older than you. Just shut up. <laughs> My poor body today. <laughs> listen, kids, what do you have to look forward yeah, to? <laughs> saying listen, kids, to people t- 10, 20 years younger than no, you. No, I can't wait till we're old together and we're just old and snappy. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't wait for you to be an old Look, lady. It's going to be great. Is it? Yeah. Because before I get into this, I'm just going to briefly explain something. I'm really smart. And I know frequently I call myself an idiot because I'm also an idiot. I'm just crippled by various mental illnesses. And physical. And physical disabilities. You are actually crippled. I, yes. Physically crippled. Um, yes. I hate saying it, but it's true. Um just because I don't want it to be true, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think I'm less because I'm disabled. Well, the second that hurts. you say something's wrong with you, quote-unquote, people automatically want to either feel sorry for you or, or they fix want it. make me inspiration porn. Fuck off. Well, you know, if you just did these certain stretches, your back wouldn't hurt so bad. Mm, it would. Just, just eat a pineapple and look at the sun every <laughs> single day. <laughs> Get some fresh air. <laughs> It'll fix it. It'll fix your fucked up brain. And look, y'all, however you want to see your personal disability or neurodivergency, I applaud you. But as for me, it's like that scene in Misery where she hobbles him by breaking his legs. My brain is the guy. My mental and physical disabilities is the bitch with the sledgehammer. (laughs) Okay? Um, So I'm a genius trapped in an idiot. Where does the genius go? nowhere useful or that makes any money and so I'm just constantly surrounded by people who might be dumb and then I get mad and I keep it to myself because it's not their fault 
I envy them. Oh, to be stupid. I don't want to know anything. I want to be a potato. I don't want to know shit. It just makes me mad, sad, and like existential horror 24-7. And this case makes me feel like that too, Willow. (laughs) Because, all right, kids. I get to say that because I'm an old lady. Back in the 80s and part of the 90s, really the early part of the 90s, Kids went missing, they put them on milk cartons because they figured, what did America have on its breakfast table every morning but a milk carton? But nowadays, that's not a fucking thing. But back then, it was. I mean... Were, were, yeah. they, were they distributed, um, like, more locally? Yes. Okay, because I was, I was thinking, like, the same thing with the Amber Alert. Like, we got one from Little Rock, and we're not even, mm-hmm. we're not even close now, to Now, some Rock. would be national, some would be right. local. And this right. was kind of, it was a grassroots movement. And we'll talk about all where it came from. Okay. Cool. In a minute. Yeah. yeah. So, you'll still hear about it. Like, oh, you're going to end up on a milk carton. I used to tell my kids that, and they'd look at me like my head was on fire because they didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. But yeah, it's it's just like that. So, and they quit, like, not even a decade into the program because it was completely ineffective and stupid. Yeah. Much like the Amber Alerts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's so many, so many things, like, good deeds or, or like, good intentions. (sighs) The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yes, there it is. You know what? I'm going to pave my personal road to hell with just bad intentions. Just do it upright. I'm meant to be a dick. That's why I'm in hell. So it all started with Johnny Gosh. There's a lot of misinformation on the internet about kids on milk cartons. They're going to say it's some other kid. It wasn't. It was this kid. So like the last case, this one is fraught with conspiracy theories too. Just like the last thing you covered, mm-hmm. this has a million conspiracy theories and rabbit holes. Oh, I love them. And I'm going to get into the main one. Okay. The other ones do not interest me. It's border borderline lizard people, crazy space lasers, and I'm not into like harmful conspiracy theories. Right. Except to make fun of them and the people that believe in them. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... This is a cold case, and maybe one of America's most famous true crime cases. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it, Willard. I've heard, I've heard the the name. Yeah, Johnny Gosh is just like a really cool name. It is a fucking cool name. It's a fucking cool name. Yeah, um, but no, I'm no, I don't really know the case. Yeah, so it's right up there with like the Adam Walsh case, the missing kid, which I talked about in the oddest tool episode. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So Johnny Gosh was born on November 12th, 1969 in Des Moines, Iowa, and at the time of his disappearance, he was 12 years old. Now, he was an average 12-year-old boy. Uh, He liked sports. He liked playing outside. He just was a good-natured kid and had an early morning paper route to earn a little pocket money. Now, again, some of our listeners are way younger. People don't get the newspaper delivered to their house anymore because it's... Not usually. Really? Not not unless they're... They'll deliver newspapers, but they're like county newspapers full of ads. Mm. It's just not really a Man, thing. Man, it just seems like anymore. yesterday we all had paper routes and it was a thing. It's not a thing wow. anymore. Because you can get the paper on your phone. 
Oh. Did you not know that you could look at the newspaper on your phone? I don't look at the newspaper. Yeah, I know. I only research. <laughs> I, the only reason why I look at anything is for this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I get my news from, like, various sources. But, yeah, back in the day, y'all, people would pay uh, a monthly fee and their paper would be delivered every Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. The weekly paper. Yeah. Some people, some cities have daily papers. I didn't know you paid for that. I thought it just happened. No, you pay. You live in a house, you get a paper thrown at it. That's absolutely not true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was on September 5th, 1982, in the early hours when he went missing. Johnny set out before dawn to deliver his newspapers, taking his little wiener dog, Gretchen, with him. Gretchen! I know, it's cute. Oh. Later, other paper carriers would tell investigators that they saw Johnny and his dog at the paper drop-off. This is where the newspaper dropped off their papers for their carriers to pick up. Yeah. And this would be the last time Johnny was seen by anyone. Well, maybe, but we'll get to that part a little bit later. Report, or allegedly. Allegedly. (laughs) Another paper boy, Mike, believed he saw Johnny get into a car driven by a stocky man. It was a blue two-toned car. Another witness, John Rossi, saw Johnny talking to a man in the car and thought it was strange. He tried to notice the license plate, but found he couldn't remember it when talking to police later. And sometime later, he would undergo hypnosis and was able to provide a partial plate that put it in Iowa a few counties over. Mike, the other paper boy, saw Johnny start on his route, headed north up the block, but then saw a man leave a house and follow him. So, after all this, they'd find Johnny's wagon near the area where a neighbor heard a car door slam and saw a silver tone car speeding away from the scene. It's possible that Johnny was taken by more than one person. But again, we'll get into that later, too. Like somebody jumped out and grabbed him and somebody else was driving kind of thing. I think that this was a concerted effort even weeks before Johnny was kidnapped. And we'll get into that. It's part of the oh, conspiracy. Like they've seen this boy walking uh-huh. the paper around. They know. They had cased his house, his family, everything. Oh my god. Yeah. Just like a lot of missing child cases, the older the child, the more tepid the police response. And Johnny is twelve. Initially, police believed Johnny was a runaway. Because they always think that for some damn fucking reason. Okay, so hopefully eventually we'll have a case for this theme that's like, okay. No longer. Now we have a law for this shit. Because there has to be a law against this shit. You can't just write it off as a runaway that's still a child that's missing. It's missing. It pisses me off. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it pisses me off too. Even when they changed their minds and stated it was likely a stranger abduction, the police turned up few leads and even less evidence. I'm going to say the reason for this is their lackluster first response And it feeds into the conspiracy theory about this case as well, which we'll get into. Now, before we do get into the conspiracies, we're going to talk about how milk cartons come to play in this case. It started as a grassroots campaign backed by the family of Johnny and another missing paper boy who went missing like a couple years after Johnny named Eugene Martin. They were the first children featured on milk cartons. Neither one of them was ever. Among the first cartons to be distributed in the grocery stores were from Anderson Erickson. From there, the Missing Kids Milk Carton campaign grew. 
Dairies across the nation participated and missing kids across the nation became a part of America's routines. Meaning, when you sit down for breakfast, you know, mom sets out the milk for your cereal. Or when you were a kid at school and you got a milk carton with your lunch. Yes. They would be on those. As far as success, the program didn't have any and only ran for about under a decade. There is one case where a missing girl was brought home from a, being recognized from a milk carton, and only one. Wow. Yeah, and it wasn't even a stranger abduction. It was a family abduction situation. Again, we got to, like, stress how difficult these family abductions, like, non-family abductions mm-hmm. are to mm-hmm. solve because mm-hmm. there's no connection between the perpetrator and the victim. Yes. It's just, like, the yeah. random, um, like, random murder... It's very much just like that. And nine times out of ten, they kill these kids, or they traffic them, and that's where we're going to get into on this one. The reason for the failure of the program was that it was just kids who were seeing the milk cartons in the mornings and at lunch. Not adults, and kids can't do anything. Right. What are they going to do? And, you know, they might be scared, even if they recognize the kid. You know, kids think weird. Also, no racial diversity. They was only white kids on them milk cartons. Oh. Of course. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't like that. No, we don't like that. Also, it just scared the children. Oh, yeah. They were like, wow. That's That's frightening. That's a lot of children. That's a lot. It did raise awareness of stranger danger. Now, y'all who are younger have grown up, have no idea how shit used to be before stranger danger was a thing. In the 60s, like, all prior years, Mm -hmm. up until the 80s, you could run hog wild unsupervised as a child. Nobody gave a shit. Yeah, I did. But something changed, and people started snatching kids just about everywhere. Kind of started in Michigan, actually, in the 60s. And I'll someday cover those cases of, like, a rash of child abductions that are just really terrible and still are unsolved. But basically... Just like serial killers are kind of an American thing, so is kids getting kidnapped by strangers. It happens way more in the U.S. than it does in other countries. It's so fucking weird. It's because we're fucked up. Yeah. Sorry about it, y'all. Yeah. You're not going to get no patriotism here. Oh, God. No. Yeah, I could speak on that all day. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to go down that one. So, and I, I also want to take a moment to say, like, we need to collectively... Think of a better plan than milk cartons and Amber Alerts. They don't work. They're a waste of government dollars. And the real problem with stranger abduction is pedophilia. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's why they're kidnapping those kids. That's right. Who wants to kidnap a child? Kids suck. Yeah. Unless you're wanting to prey on them in that way. It's gross. Um, We've got to think of something. Because, yes, they're rare, comparatively speaking, but they shouldn't happen at all. Mm-hmm. You should be able, and like, again, y'all, nine times out of ten, even probably more than that, men are the perpetrators. Yeah. So we got a problem Very few here. times are there women, and usually if there are women, it's like a, giz, it's like a Ghislaine Maxwell Yeah, they've been groomed thing. to do this, too. Yeah. Which is not to remove any culpability. No, but that means they work for a man, so. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to get off on that tangent today because I don't have any ideas that don't involve flamethrowers, and that's just not very helpful Mm -hmm. to this conversation. But I do think it's something that needs 
at least to be talked about more yeah. openly. Yeah. We have to talk about what we're going to do about our, our pedophilia problem. We need to country. stop thinking that all of the politicians are lizard people that eat babies and start paying attention to the fact that there are actual living, breathing, flesh humans that are stealing children mm-hmm. and murdering them. The, the fact of it is, is these are regular, everyday people. They're yes. not Satan. Yes. They're not worshiping Satan. Yes. It's that all that power and all that money, and they've desensitized themselves, have to get weirder and weirder with their porn and with what they do in the sack until eventually all roads lead to touching children. And I will tell you this. This isn't a Save the Children bullshit podcast. Um, not that I don't think we should save the children. It's that I don't think there's a vast satanic conspiracy where the Hollywood elite are drinking baby blood. Y'all, that's anti-Semitic. No. And it's not no. true. It's it's the average, everyday, like, white uncle guy that, yeah. you know, that nobody suspects. The the guy that's at the grocery store, at your church, or you see every day at the bank. But like, to, be, to be clear, there is a child trafficking problem. There's a people trafficking problem yes, in this country. Absolutely. It's all over the world. Yes. And... And it's, it's big. The thing it's an is, organization. No, it's not a vast conspiracy. Law enforcement know they exist. Yeah. We talk about it all the yeah. time. It's not a shadowy, secret, second government. It's not that organized. Yeah. And people are blackmailed into it. And we'll get into that in a second. So I'm going to go forward with the conspiracy. Because Ooh. the okay. case itself is cut and dry, is it not? He got snatched up yeah. on the paper route. Yeah. Not confusing. Never was found again. That's it. What about the dog? Was the dog ever found? The dog was found tied to the wagon. So, first, according to Noreen Gosh, who is Johnny's mother, the story really began on September 3rd, 1982, when little Lillian was only three years old, because September 3rd is my birthday. Aww. Born in 1979. The Gosh family was at a high school football game where Johnny's older brother was playing. He was on the high school football team. While they were in the stands watching the game, Johnny told his parents that he was going to go get himself some popcorn. Remember? This is the age where you could wander off and do whatever. I mean, you could go rob a bank mm-hmm. as a child. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a lot of freedom, too. Same. It wasn't until after cases like this, and I didn't anymore. And it made helicopter parents, because these cases are so fucking scary. I mean, in the 90s, I was running amok. A lot of kids were. It's kind of the end of the latchkey mm-hmm. kid era. Mm-hmm. So John, Johnny's father, went to search for his son and found him near the concession stand talking to a police officer. When Johnny saw his dad, he came running over, expressing he didn't want to sit with his parents. It was embarrassing. So John told Johnny to stand by the sidelines in a certain area so that when Johnny's mother and father were back in the stands, they could still see him. Which, yeah. Fine. I would do that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Johnny agreed, and they returned to their seats, but as the game wore on, Johnny disappeared again. So, when John found him again, he was under the bleachers, talking to that same police officer. Weird, right? I think it's just sus as fuck. Yeah. My eyebrow is raised. It is raised. It's not good radio, but it's up there. It's up there. (laughs) Tired of Johnny's shenanigans, John brought him back into the stands where the whole family watched the rest of the game together. And as they are leaving the stadium, Johnny pointed out that same police officer and said he was a very nice man and that he decided when he grew up he was going to become a cop. 
Uh, to the family, this all seems pretty innocuous. Who do you trust more than a police officer? Right. But, you know, they didn't really get a good look at him. They didn't go up and talk to him. They didn't ask Johnny what they were talking about because he was being annoying. Mm-hmm. You don't want to ask your kid, like, so what are you talking to that man about when they've just been running all over and scaring you to death? Yeah. You mm-hmm. kind of just want to throttle him. You just yeah. want to go home yeah. and be like, oh, my God, go to bed, you little shit. That was me. We I, we went to a lot of games as a kid. and. Yep. I was always running wild from my parents. Everywhere. And, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to watch the sports ball game. No, the sports ball is annoying. Stupid. I, and I don't like it. Roly polies. And, and if that makes you mad off. that I don't like sports, I don't care. You can like sports, but I don't. <laughs> Just a headache waiting to happen. So the following day, which was a Saturday, Johnny went to the movies, then came home. And the whole family was, like, together. Like, his out-of-town sister, who was older in college, came back. They all had, like, a big happy... Everyone was happy. It was, like, a beautiful day Mm -hmm. with the family. Mm -hmm. And Noreen calls this the Last Supper. And I just think it's really sad. There's a lot of cases where you could say that happens, and it sucks. it does suck. That night, as Johnny is getting ready for bed, he asks his parents if he can do his paper route alone. And it was weird, because he'd never asked for that. He, his dad always went with him. Oh. Yeah. And John was like, fine, but Noreen was like, hell no. She was already rattled by Friday's, you know, events. Mm -hmm. And she just didn't think he was old enough to do that whole route by himself. And so that was, they put it to bed, like, okay, we'll go with your dad. And you go to bed. So at 1.30 in the morning, they received a phone call. And John answered it. And he just said, yes, okay, yes, all right. And and then hung up. And when Noreen asked what was that all about, he told her it was a wrong number. It's strange because they'd been getting similar wrong number phone calls for a couple of weeks very late at night. It's funny because when I research this, it almost seems like they're trying to put some suspicion on the dad. Weird. I'm not, here's the deal. There are many conspiracies with this one. I picked the most prevalent and the one that I think is the most likely. Oh, Don't okay. think the dad was involved, although that's what a lot of people, people try to say the at. father is like trafficking the son or something. Or at least knew about it or something like that. Ew. And I just don't think so. Ew. I don't think so in this case. I mean, unless there's solid evidence. There isn't. Here's don't another... project that on somebody. No, like, these fun. parents are victims just as much. Let me just say something real quick, because this is really prevalent in the true crime community, and that's where people like to make some wild-ass theories. And look, I'll entertain a wild-ass theory. When there's but proof. When there's some logic behind it. Yeah. Like, this is a conspiracy, and I do call it that, because it's not the official statement of what happened to Johnny. And do I believe the official statement? I don't. But you guys, we got to be careful. You can't, because there are people out there that will stalk, harass, and all that shit. Right. Like, look at the right. whole Infowars situation with Alex Jones. The courts have decided he did have some responsibility there. You can't go around saying that Sandy Hook was faked and, like, all those kids didn't die. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's what he said. He's a no big idea. piece of fucking shit. I, yeah, I completely That it was a false that. flag just to take our guns. Newsflash, y'all. Everybody still got guns up in these parts. Why, howdy do they? So, that's not what happened. And so people that were fans of his show, which is a lot. Too many. Called and harassed and stalked the parents of those dead babies. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Oh, that made me... Um, I'm trying not to throw, throw up. up in my mouth. That's yeah. so bad. So when I talk about conspiracies, y'all, I want to present all the sides that I can, and I don't want anybody to ever harass anyone. I don't think John Gosh had anything to do with Johnny's disappearance, even a little bit. I'm just saying some people think that. Do I? No. Should you bother him? Absolutely not. Oh, this is a This is a guy who lost his son. Yeah. Probably murdered by now. So, you know, fuck off with all that. But like it, I've seen it happen on Morbid's podcast and others. They'll just, fans will go nuts and start harassing people. L- listen, if you, if you do that kind of shit, don't be my fan. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah. I'm going to take a hard line on that. Don't. Yeah. Do not, you're not a detective. Yeah. You're, you're enjoying and something. And even if, even if the worst of the worst of the worst happened, mind your own fucking business. Yeah. Stay in your now, lane. Now, if you see something, you know something about a case, absolutely call law enforcement. Yeah. Because they're the only ones who can legally do anything about it. But harassing it. anyone. And, no. and To any degree. It's so gross. To any degree. It's so gross. Ever. Even a guilty person. Don't. No. Fuck off. Stop yeah. it. Who the fuck do you think? Mm-hmm. Who do people think they are? I just exactly. wanted to lay that out before we go further. Yeah. Because we talk a lot about conspiracy theories in these true crime mm-hmm. cases or other alternate theories this is not an open invitation to harass somebody. Right. And look, our audience isn't as small as it was when we started. I do feel an extra sense of responsibility. I don't condone anything like that. Right. Speculation is fine. Mm-hmm. No further. Yeah. If you have information, call the police. I don't even like the police, but that's my advice. So, after that weird wrong number phone call, Noreen didn't really think anything about it, and she went to sleep. She didn't wake up again until she's getting phone calls from people missing their morning paper along Johnny's route. Oh, no. And she just thought Johnny had overslept. So she goes into his room, and he's gone. He left against his parents' wishes to go alone. I feel there's some grooming here. Somebody told Johnny to go alone. Maybe that police officer he was talking to at the game. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Well, his dad immediately goes out looking for him, right? Well, because, okay, like, what does every young kid, I mean, my youngest, I mean, my oldest did the same thing as a kid before he really realized what a real police officer is. Yeah. You know, you they don't all, have, they they don't all, ask for a badge or no, anything. No, they all want to be a police officer when they grow up. They all want to fight the bad guys. They think police officers yeah. are cool as fuck. They sure do. So, like... I mean, there's a lot of instances where um, perpetrators dress up as police officers. That has happened a lot. Officers. That has happened a lot. Children are very susceptible to this. So I just wonder if he wasn't groomed to go out on that paper route by himself so he could be an easy target. So anyway, John goes out to look for him. He came back a little while later frantic. The wagon filled with newspapers with a dog tied to it was found a couple of blocks away. They then called the police. While waiting for the police, and they waited 45 fucking minutes, John went and finished the paper route. Finished the... He was hoping to see the kid along the way. Oh, my God. Running into some other paper boys. Oh, my God. And here's something. The police department was only 10 blocks away. There is no fucking reason in hell it should have taken 45 minutes for a missing, abducted child. My baby was snatched off the street, and you're going to take your fucking time? Yup. That's my child. Yup. Oh, my God. 
That's fucking disgusting. Some bullshit. It's disgusting. So when Noreen was waiting for the police, she started talking to other paper boys. She called them all. And she said that the car that had the man Johnny was talking to in it flashed its lights as Johnny started walking up his route. A man left out of a house at the same time when those lights, the headlights on the car flashed and started walking after Johnny until both of them disappeared out of sight. This is one of the paper boys, Mark, who told her this. So this is clearly a concerted effort. Yeah, if you've got a whole signal and routine mm-hmm. down... And why would this kid lie? Right. So already it seems like it's just a planned effort to kidnap this child. Immediately, the police refused to help for 72 hours, and I'm going to explain why. Y'all, back in the day, there were no laws in place that governed how police look for missing people. Used to be you were required to wait 72 hours, anywhere from 24 to 72 hours, before you could report someone missing, and that varied between police departments and states. And it's impossible for us to imagine now that we would wait a whole 72 hours to look for a child, but remember, the police insisted they thought he'd run away. And left his dog tied to his wagon. Again, 12 years old. Don't fucking care if he ran away. Go get him. Go get him. He's a baby. That's a baby. If my baby, my one-year-old, little crawled or walked out of the house and decided he was going to go run 72 away. 72 hours. 72 hours. Fuck off. Yeah. So, Noreen decided she was going to play detective while she's waiting on the fucking police. She's handing out flyers. She's collecting witness statements. In fact, 90% of the witness statements collected in this case were from Noreen's work. Which is just nuts. When the cops interviewed the witnesses that Noreen had gathered testimony from, they didn't even write anything down. That the paper boys that they interviewed later talked to Noreen and said they didn't even bring a pad of paper to write anything down. Noreen was told not to go on TV or to go on searches for her own child. This baffled her. Even when Noreen had refused to let Johnny go by himself, he did anyway. After that experience at the football stadium, it starts to make you wonder if he wasn't groomed first, like I said. There's also a lot of accusations for corruption in the PD and Des Moines, but I won't get into that. It's just something to keep in mind. Like, there's a, at the time that Johnny went missing, there was a lot of corruption in the police department. A lot of police brutality cases had been filed and just a lot of general misconduct. The police are crooked in Des Moines in 1982. Let's just put that out there. Yeah. If you want to go research this case further, there are a thousand documentaries to watch. It doesn't tie in, it doesn't make a good, neat narrative to go off down a rabbit hole, so I'm not going to. I'm just going to say, for my research, the police department in Des Moines at the time was corrupt. Oh, boy. Yep. Just like NYPD. Noreen came to believe that Johnny was kidnapped by a child pedophile ring, and given what happens later, it seems possible, if not likely. So when Noreen finally does go on television to ask the public for help in finding her son, the public criticized her for not crying enough or seeming upset enough. But this bitch is just fierce. I just want to talk about how fierce this mother is and how fierce she's always I'm looking at pictures of her right now. Don't fuck with Noreen. Oh my god. Her hair. 
is good. Jesus. She's amazing. She's amazing. She's advocated for her son and other missing children the entire time. She's a close, keeps her emotions closed to the vest. Like, that's just how she is. No, you can see it in her eyes, the pain She is suffering. Broken. She is constantly in pain. And the thing I hate about this case the most is how mothers are held to this extra layer of scrutiny and blamed for shit. What did she do wrong? What do you think? Do you think that we can, like, cry constantly? Like, oh, and no, still it, walk and hey, drive? But later and, on, when she brings up some stuff, she's called hysterical and imagining things. Which is it? Are we too we emotional? Can't do anything. Or we are we not emotional enough? And this misogyny that the police show towards Noreen is so fucking gross, and the way the media handled it is so fucking disgusting, I can't even bear it. I just want to put that out there. No, I can't handle it. Excuse me, sorry, I got verklempt. So, Eugene Martin, the other 12-year-old boy, goes missing two years later. Noreen believes the cases are connected, and really, I don't see how they couldn't be. He's also 12. It's the same area. They're both paper boys. They even look similar. So, uh, it's just clear. Mm -hmm. However, the police never found a connection, but it's doubtful they looked that hard into it. Eugene's case is cold, too. He's also never been found. In 1985, a dollar bill was found that said, I am alive, and it was signed Johnny Gosh. And there's never been any confirmation if that was Johnny or not. A woman found it after she got some change back from, like, a a retail store further south of Des Moines in Iowa, and she immediately sent it to the parents. The police were not interested in it. It could have had all kinds of trace evidence, but no. Oh, my whole heart. In 1986, yet another paper boy named Mark Allen goes missing in Des Moines. In 1988, the Goshes receive a letter that they believe is from Johnny. It was typed, and it was postmarked from Idaho. He said he'd been kidnapped and forced to do terrible things, and that he'd had his hair dyed so that he wasn't as recognizable. In 1991, the largest lead this case gets happens. A 24-year-old convicted sex offender named Paul Bonacci confesses that he was in the car that took Johnny. He was a part of the group that assisted in the kidnapping and and himself had been a victim of this group. He had been a victim of this child trafficking ring himself. Mm -hmm. So they had groomed him into doing The the same that was done to him. Now, his ring was in Nebraska, but had moved, like, they move around a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He suffered from dissociative identity disorder and wasn't mentally well. Mm -hmm. And this tracks because usually DID comes from child sex trauma. Yes. Very often. Yes. But his confession wasn't trusted because of his mental illness. Wasn't a reliable witness. Fucking hate that. Bonacci said he chloroformed Johnny when the boy was put in the car. He also described certain features that Johnny had that only the family or police would have known about that was not released to the press, like scars and stuff. Yep. But because of his mental illness, his confession was utterly dismissed. Noreen, however, went to the prison he was being held at to talk to him, and she absolutely believed him. He was just a kid. I'm so mad. (laughs) He was just a kid. When, when this happened, happened. Mm-hmm. he was like a teenager. Yeah, I was like, you said he got arrested at mm-hmm. twenty four. Then yeah, yeah, he was still being 
he was still being abused. Yes. When it happened. Yes. So I think he's. I think. I think making one. making a child do things like this is part of the abuse. I agree. I agree. Bonacci said a man named Emilio, part of a giant pedophile ring, was the one who orchestrated this. Bonacci had inside information that only the family or kidnappers would have known. 2013, this particular pedophile ring was busted up in Des Moines, and over 100 children were rescued. Wow. Not Johnny, though, but I mean, he's already grown up at this point. In 1992, America's Most Wanted took on the case. The show met with Paul Bonacci. The police never took him seriously. The FBI also wasn't interested in anything he had to say. They, too, thought Paul Bonacci wasn't credible, the FBI. But they took, the show took Paul around, like, the various locations that he pointed out. And one of them was a house in Colorado where he said he, along with Johnny and other kids, were held. The house had a dugout basement. Like, it wasn't a true basement. It was just literally, like, a hole dug under the house. And that's where the boys were kept, and they found boys' initials down there, kids' initials. But the police never would look into it. The show tried to get the FBI to do something. Why don't they want to do their jobs? Because they're in on it, in this case. Oh, I'm so angry. That's the big conspiracy. I just don't understand why we can't have neutral civil servants Neutral people that work for the <laughs> that people pedophiles or that, corruptible. That, that have no agenda. They don't want to touch nobody. Like, I just, I'm it's so sad. mad. I'm so mad. I know. In 1997, Noreen claims that Johnny came to her house. What? She said a young man knocked on her door, and while he was older, she recognized his eyes. For years, Noreen never told anyone for fear that Johnny could be hurt. Now, this has harmed Noreen's credibility. Nobody believes her that it happened or that it was Johnny. They think it was a grifter trying to prey on her. Right. She doesn't. She wanted to call for help, but Johnny told her that if she did, he'd be killed. He told her that every kid that had been taken by this pedophile ring had been forced to do incredibly terrible and illegal things, and that's a quote, to make sure that they never go to the cops for help. And we're going to guess, this is speculation, but we're talking about assisting with murders and child sex abuse of other children. And and taking pictures and stuff. And pictures and pornography. Yes. That's how they keep these people in sex trafficking rings, y'all, is that they use blackmail. Mm -hmm. They do it to young women Mm -hmm. in the porn industry. Mm -hmm. They do it to young women sex workers. They force. They get them hooked on drugs. They do all sorts of things to keep their business of child sex trafficking and pornography going. And that's one of the ways they do it. Because you'll say, well, if sex trafficking is such a problem, why don't we hear from more people who are trafficked? They don't ever talk, and they die young. They can't. They can't can't talk. They'll go to jail. Like Paul Bonacci went to jail. He was a victim. He was groomed into the lifestyle And in his teens and early 20s, he assisted his own captors in continuing to traffic other children. We've got to remove the stigma and, like, any legal repercussions if we want more people to come forward so we can get this shit to stop. Mm -hmm. Because it's in every city Mm -hmm. in this country. It's gross. It's even even came to our small little Mm -hmm. artistic town. Now, shortly after Johnny stopped by to see his mother, he left and she never saw him again. 
In 2006, Noreen received a package. Inside it were a bunch of photos of young boys bound and gagged. Heads up, I ain't going to show these pictures. I, I ain't going to link them. I, I just saw them. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to link them. No. I will throw up. I will die. No. It's not okay. Y'all, you can do a brief Google search if you it's want. It's all there. It's all It's there. all fucking there. It's right here in front of me. It's awful. I don't know if any of them are Johnny. Nobody knows it. They're kind of obscured in their faces, so it's hard to tell. One of them kind of looks like him, honestly. One of them kind of does look like him. Now, we're going to move on to another super weird theory about this case. It's the last one, and I'm including it because it's bananas, but also possible. Mm. Johnny Gosh is Jeff Gannon. Who is Jeff Gannon? He was a press guy for the Bush administration. Now, if you're going to... This is so wild. I know. If you're going to be, like, in the press section of the White House, you have to have pristine fucking credentials, y'all. Like, crazy credentials. You have to be, like, in journalism for your entire life. Well, this guy didn't really have any credentials. He, like, worked for a small-time, like, newspaper, but he's not, like, working for the AP or, like, the New York Times or something. You get what I'm saying? He's, like... He just had no credentials to back it up. In fact, he goes on, like, shows to talk for the president and stuff like that because that's what people do. And they're like, what are your fucking credentials? And he's just like, oh, Oh, I've been trafficked uh, by all of the... Well, hold on. He was formerly a male escort, and it actually ended up being a pretty big, like, controversy, a scandal. Jeff Gannon made unreported visits to the White House lots meaning there weren't any like no reason for him to be there no there weren't like they weren't doing any press events or anything he just shows up because he's a prostitute he's a male prostitute a lot of people believe that jeff gannon looks like johnny gosh and he really does honestly i'm looking at it right now and especially the blurry pictures kind of help because if you kind of squint because people change a lot especially especially Mm -hmm. with trauma and stuff too our facial features change. Like, even the, like, mainstream press picked up on this conspiracy, and he was interviewed about this. He was straight up asked, are you Johnny Gosh? And he's like, no, that's silly. And they're like, well, would you take a DNA test to put it to rest once and for all? And he's like, absolutely. He refused to ever take any. Ever. What does uh, the mother think? She thinks it could be possible, but, you know, she doesn't know. She's really hesitant to speak out ever since she said Johnny came to her house and the press, like, fucking raked her right. over the coals and called her crazy. So Ears, eyebrows, not necessarily noses, because noses can change, especially on... If you get uh, them broken or something. Well, an assigned male, yeah. they, their they, noses change they because do. of hormones. But the thing is, is they should do the same thing they did with the imposter and compare the ears because that's what the would ears. give it away. Mm-hmm. That's what would and tell his, you. And his childhood photos, it's from the 70s and their hair is over their ears. ears. But there's some that show his ears. But anyway, those are the, the conspiracy theories I thought worth mentioning. There's a bunch of other ones that border on QAnon, Save the Children bullshit. We're not going to even entertain that yeah. shit for a second. But... It's an enduring mystery, and I do. I don't think it's really a mystery. I just think he was sex trafficked, and whether he's alive or not today is really the big mystery. Right. But I do believe he did go to his mother's house. I believe that was him. I believe her. 
so many people just don't fucking believe her, but I do. No, of, of course, yeah. No, I definitely believe I her. I definitely believe her, and God, can you imagine being that woman? I can't. No, no, no. My child is, yeah, 13. So, same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our kids are the same age. Yep. Well, that wraps up this fucking depressing-ass case. Again, all the laws and, like, policy changes and, like, grassroots movements I've covered all equaled, like, nothing. It, like, came to nothing. I'm sure Amber Alert's another one of those things that will just get phased out mm-hmm. because it's just disruptive and doesn't... It should really go off of GPS location. It's in, supposed like, the, to. In the immediate area that it happened. Like a 30-mile radius. Yeah, yeah, immediately. The yeah. second it happens. Like, we need to be proactive. Like, hi, I'm a helpless 911 mother. dispatch Boom. should be able to make the Amber Alert go. Yes, yes. Not police. The second it's reported. The second. Mm-hmm. That's the only... I think that's Because how else are you going to catch better. them driving off? You're Seconds. Not. They're gone. 15 minutes, they could be in another county, you ding-dongs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, either we reform the way it is or we just get rid of it. Yeah. That's where I'm at with it on that. Yeah. So business time. We have another patron on our Patreon. <laughs> I'm pumped about it. I know you do. I love it so much. I love growing this Patreon because like we've we've kind of gotten a taste for like how we want to do Patreon episodes. Uh-huh. And and it really is like um like like the mystery flavor uh dum dum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, you never know. Like, you never know. We've talked you about... You never know what flavor we're having. No, because mm-hmm. it's whim-based. And sometimes we don't even know until right before we come over, because we're like, holy shit, look what I just found out about. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, this tea is hot and ready to serve. I'll bring it tough. Mm, right now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 fun. It's a lot of fun. We don't... It's not like we, we do cover true crime on there for sure, yeah. but we also cover history, mm-hmm. mysterious things like paranormal stuff, mm-hmm. cryptids, mm-hmm. UFOs, weird ass shit, conspiracies, mm-hmm. just whatever has leaped out at me that day and I'm curious about it and I want to share it. Yeah. Stuff all the time. We covered recently um, the radioactive man from Japan who was kept alive for like 80 days. Yes, that was fucked up. Gross. And then well, I mean, it was really had a seizure though. <laughs> Oh, no, I got the mouth sweats. I wasn't going to pass out, but oh. I might have yacked. It was real fucking she, she gross. She had to look at kittens. I, look I at kittens, know yeah. that if Lillian has to look at kittens, I've performed well. Hard bitch. <laughs> but sometimes, it was a couple things. It was the fingernails that got me. I was like, yep. mm-hmm. And then I just covered the Titanic. Oh, my God. And the conspiracy is that the Titanic was actually the Olympic, and they sunk it for the insurance money. Uh-huh. And you know what? I'm a believer on that one. Yeah. I'm still... I do think Johnny Gosh was trafficked, absolutely. But the rest of it, big question. I don't know if the PD was involved. I'm really dubious about the FBI being involved at all. I just think they didn't want... The fact that they didn't act on it when missing children is the FBI's fucking job, basically. They were just like... Well, they took PD's word that he was a runaway is what I think happened. And then everybody just looked at Noreen Gosh as a hysterical mother. But anyway, if you want to join our Patreon. Yeah, get on it. Patreon.com slash cruelty. Yeah. In addition, uh, I write books with Maris. I make soap. Uh, I do all kinds of shit. And you know what would be helpful? If you bought some. Why? My car broke down. <laughs> My bills are due. 
And uh, we're trying so scrub a dub dub. I don't know. I don't have much left actually in stock, y'all. But I do have a cool like couple things up there that might surprise you. So go check it out, woolsandwinealchemy.com. If you forget that or I talk too fast, look in the description. It has the links to Link everything. Links. Go to the link tree, all the links in the universe. But other than that, thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate you more than words. More than yes. words. I love you. We love you. And as soon as we get a few more patrons, then we get t-shirts. And once we get t-shirts, then you can buy our shirts. And then it's almost like we hug you. It is. Because I'll I'll touch them shirts. We'll, we'll touch I'll em. touch them. And then you can put them on you. Now I'm touching you. Yep. In a platonic and consensual D- fashion. transfer. That is not like creepy in any way. Because that's not the type of lady I am. I am. You are creepy as fuck for some reason. You don't... It seems like it'd be switched. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be the creepy one. Willow is definitely creepy little tiny perv. Yeah. I'm not. I'll kiss your ear whenever I lean in for a hug. (laughs) Don't ever do that. I will inadvertently beat the shit out of you. I'll just punt you into the sun. I love it, too. (laughs) You won't. You won't love what I do. Because I go... I'm like a spider monkey. Reminds me of the movie Twilight. Hang on back, Spider Monkey. I'm so glad I don't know the reference. I love y'all. Love ya. Bye. Bye. Find us on your social media platform of choice. Linktree slash cruelty has all of the links. Check out our Patreon for exclusive episodes, merch, ad-free episodes, live ghost hunts, and much more. Please be sure to subscribe. New episodes are uploaded weekly. Thank you so much. See you next time. Music and production by Willie B.